Welcome to Almost, Almost a Nerd. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Almost a Nurse for Friday, August 18th, 2006. My name is Sean, your host for this show. This is the podcast that refuses to assume an identity. Oh boy, has it ever been a long time since I have been around. It has been one heck of a crazy three-month period of time for me. I remember on my last podcast, I thought, oh, it might be a whole month before I could podcast again. And it turns out it was three months. Okay, that's a lie. I could have podcasted before today, but I just chose not to. I wasn't, quote, into it, unquote. So where have I been? Working my butt off. I had a one-month-long clinical practicum where I worked Monday to Friday at the hospital in a medical teaching unit. And so I had a lot of papers to write and presentations to do and research and practice and yada yada blah 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 blah. Where have I been the two months past that? Well, I have actually been working as what we call an undergraduate nurse or basically a nurse who just hasn't graduated yet. It has been an interesting experience and I will talk about that a little later, but it has left me so exhausted at times that podcasting just doesn't seem like what I want to do. Okay, so a couple of things. I want to say thank you to a guy named Leon. He sent a message to me on my email and said that he really enjoys my podcast. He is also a male nurse, just as I am. So everyone say hi to Leon. Hi, Leon. Okay, great. So I also wanted to say thank you to the following people because I haven't done this yet. These are people that have joined my Frapper map. They are... Don from Champlin, Champlin, Minnesota. Uh, Sparrow from, oh, is it? I don't know if I wrote the whole name down. Minot, North Dakota. Patty from Balerica, Massachusetts. Or is it Massachusetts? I don't know. I know there's a CH in there. By the way, um, Mass, Massachusetts is my all time favorite place in the entire United States of America particularly Boston, the coolest city in the world. Anyway, next is Laura from Burke Burnett, Texas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Here in Canada, we might say it Burke Burnet, but perhaps in Texas, it's Burke Burnett. I don't know. I've also got Jenna from Goleta, California, and Jesse from Milford, Connecticut. Or is that Connecticut? I know there's a C in there. Okay. Um, so what's new on my podcast since the last one? Not a heck of a lot because really there hasn't been any work on any podcasting item since the last time I did one. It was just, it stopped dead in its tracks and there's been nothing since. So I'm basically picking up from where I left off last time. And in fact, I really have to try and learn how to do this all over again. It's been so long that I'm forgetting all the little tricks and tweaks and things that I used to do so I'm kind of relearning how to do this and I'll try and I'll try and podcast a little more often just a little bit okay so I want to give you my blog address and my email before we go into our first song it my blog is almostanurse.blogspot.com email address is almostanurse.gmail.com and remember from the blog 
you can get to my real blog and you can join my frapper map you can leave me comments you can see what else is up with my life okay let's go on to our first song it is called skeletons and spirits by allison crow i hope you enjoy it because i did take your sympathy and shove it ask for the pain well i love it i'll eat your words i'll devour your soul i will laugh like a lemma while you crawl back into your hole i won't deny you but i'll pay you no heed and if you keep stabbing me i will probably bleed but i'll pretend i'm a cloud and my rain will and if you keep hurting me, I'll eventually drown you And yes, I know I'm a little bit off But you, you can't leave, you can't open the door You think you're unique, but I've seen you before So run, run away, all the fires that burn You will do this again and again, but you will never learn Keep looking down as you crush me, keep smiling Cause I will get up and there's no denying That I am one of your little punching clowns You can keep on striking, but you can't keep me down And you always think that you are fearless and right But I think that you are afraid in the night Of the ghosts, of the spirits that crawl in your head of the skeletons that'll haunt you until you're dead. But now you can't leave, you can't open the door. You think you're unique, but I've seen you before. So run away from the vials that burn. You will do this again and again and again and again and again. Oh, now you can't leave. Listening to the Almost a Nurse podcast. So, is it my imagination or does she seem a little bit angry at the world? I'm guessing she is. Sounds a little bit like Tori Amos, I think. And I mean that in the awesomest way possible because Tori Amos is one of my favorites of all times. Anyway. So I wanted to talk a little bit about my trip to Victoria, because that's the biggest thing on my mind lately. I went to Victoria about, I think it's three weeks ago now, and it was a really fun time. I'll tell you the little story about our trip. Uh, me and Richard went. Um, 
So we left on a Friday night and we went to the airport uh, and our plane was an hour and a half late, which is a total pain in the neck. We actually got to see flights that were supposed to be later than ours leave for Victoria before ours. So that was kind of frustrating. But we finally got on the plane and, you know, when you're excited to go on a trip, the wait doesn't seem like that bad because you get to hang out in the airport and you get to be excited. You get to buy magazines and read magazines and eat snacks and whatever. Um, once on the plane, it was a totally good time. We took WestJet and I have to say, I really love their new airplanes. They've got all other seats and they have televisions in the back of their little seats and they've got satellite television which I thought was the greatest thing of all time so we were able to watch television on our way there and fortunately the plane wasn't too full so we got to have a nice little seat right in between us so we weren't too squished in there so I just have to say the flight was amazing and I actually found myself wishing it was a little bit longer because I enjoyed it so much and we were flying at night, so it was pretty cloudy, but as we approached Victoria, I could see Vancouver. There's a break in the clouds over Vancouver, so I saw Vancouver spread out for miles and miles and miles and miles every direction, and then there was just a little bit of water under us, and then we landed right on Vancouver Island. And as you get out of the airplane in Victoria, it's just the most amazing thing. You smell the salt water right away, and you smell flowers in the air, and the air is fresh and clean, and it's it's never ever roasting hot there. There's just a nice, cool, little crisp feel in the air as you get off the plane. It was the most refreshing thing ever. And there's flowers everywhere, and it's, it's just a great way to get there or introduce ourselves to Victoria. So we took a little airport or bus to the airport. Took an sorry to the hotel. It took us an hour and a half to get from the hotel to our from. The, from the airport to our hotel because this airporter had to make about a bajillion stops on the way. So we got ourselves a little bit of a nighttime tour of Victoria. Um, the next day was spent, you know, during the casual tourist thing. We walked up and down Government Street looking at all the little shops and going to Roger's Chocolate and going to Morris Tobacco Tobacconist, I think it's called. We went to the Inner Harbor. It's hard to miss the Inner Harbor. Um, went all over the place. Went to Fantan Alley. Went to Bastion Square. All these coolest little places. Some of the coolest places I've been to in my entire life, actually. Um, we found a couple of favorites. My, f Our favorite cafe was uh, a place called Blue Carrot Cafe. It's in Bastion Square, and it's in this old brick building right, right where they used to hang people. Um, in the middle of town where everybody watched so that was kind of neat so we would just sit there and sip cappuccinos and have soup which was voted the best soup in Victoria by the way by some magazine that has long been gone out of my mind so that was a really neat place um, just an absolutely cool downtown area walking up and down that government street is so amazing beautiful place you can tell they really respect their history and I love the fact that they have their own unique culture there, their own vibe. It's very granola. It's very down to earth. It's very earthy and naturey. And even though they're really close to Vancouver, they really are their own place. And I think they really have resisted what is probably a pretty big temptation to just become a suburb of Vancouver. So uh, later that day, we went on 
a really cool ghost tour and what they did is we met up with a tour guide and he led us around during the night to all these different places where ghost sightings have occurred so again we were in bastion square a lot in hemlock alley the empress hotel and he told us all these neat little stories so that was so much fun i loved it and i wanted to go again and again and again they have about I think it's like six different tours, so I have to go back and back and back and take all these different tours and hear all the different stories. Ugh, it was so much fun. I recommend anybody, if you're in Victoria or anywhere where there's ghost tours, definitely go because you will not regret it. It's totally fun. Okay, so that was fun. We didn't see any ghosts. I didn't feel any ghosts. I didn't hear any ghosts. It was just, it was more fun than scary, and it was fun to hear all the neat stories. Uh, the next day was pretty cool. We did pretty much the same thing in the morning. We just wandered around downtown. We hung out at a place called Rebar for breakfast and ate vegetarian food and ate wheatgrass juice or drank wheatgrass juice and smoothies. And We're talking about a place, Victoria, where if you drink wheatgrass and you're a vegan or vegetarian, nobody bats an eye because that's, you know, that's the culture there. There's a lot of that. It's pretty normal to be that type of person. I'm coming from a place where the type of person you're supposed to be is middle class, you're supposed to be a meat eater, you're supposed to be rich, you're supposed to not care about the environment or anything at all, you're just supposed to be into money, 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 money. So it was very refreshing to see people that have the same kind of personality as me and the same kind of life view or worldview as I do. So that was really great. In the afternoon we went to the beach and we looked out at the ocean oh my god i hate the fact that there's no ocean here in my city just being able to sit on a beach and hear the water and look out and see boats go by and listen to the seagulls and feel the spray of the ocean the smell it just it makes me cry that all i have around me is prairies which are beautiful in their own way but there's just something special about oceans and the way that they are so powerful and they're so magical and they're just, ugh, I don't know what else to say. So I won't. Okay. Um, we actually went swimming, not in the ocean, but in the swimming pool of the hotel, which was really kind of fun because it's it's been a long time since I've swum, probably since I was a little kid. And it was a blast. We went in the hot tub and these me and Richard, two big fat hairy guys, swimming around all by ourselves in a pool it was probably pretty amusing as well i also forgot how many muscles you used to swim and i almost choked to death when i inhaled water but it was good uh the next day what did we do the next day there was no next day uh that that same day we we went to the royal bc museum and went for nice dinners and wandered around the inner harbor again in government street and Next morning, we did the exact same thing. We just went for a nice breakfast and wandered around Government Street and went to all the shops and explored and explored and explored and explored. And we explored just every little nook and cranny of downtown because we did not have a car. Oh, I wish we had a car because there's so many places to go, but there is enough to explore in downtown Victoria that it didn't matter. Okay, so the big deal is that when we got home, we realized how much... Victoria was aligned with our personalities, with our lifestyles, with our worldviews. We got home to Calgary, and Calgary didn't feel like home anymore. 
In fact, really for me, Calgary's never felt like home. I've been born and raised here, never lived anywhere else. Calgary has never, ever, ever felt like home to me. In fact, I have always felt like I wasn't supposed to live here. And that has led to every time I travel, I've decided I'm moving there. I traveled to Vancouver a few times in my life. So my life goal was to move there for the longest time. I traveled to Boston, again, my favorite city in the entire world still. I decided to move there. Now we went to Victoria and we've tried to decided to move to Victoria. The difference this time is that I have the means to do it. I have the means when I graduate school, I'll have no problem getting a job. I'll have enough money to do it. I have the will. I love Victoria. I love the idea of leaving Calgary. I love everything about this idea. So I have the will and well we set a date of march 1st as well so now we have a timeline so i really think this is going to happen because we've already been planning we know the area we want to live in we know how we're going to go about it and whoo let's just say it's really scary at the same time anyways thanks for listening to my really quick story about victoria there's not much more to say we just really explored a lot on foot and saw about a billion things that we fell in love with so i'm going to play another song for you it's by one of my very favorite bands that i've discovered on the PodSafe music network it is called the ballad of walter and joanne by belt enjoy up with a start Late at night pounding heart In his throat beads of sweat on his brow cause she keeps coming back from the dead somehow yeah And she floats near his head at the edge of the bed And she nags and complains And still drives him insane As though she hasn't been gone for years now hey, yeah. It's 3am, Joanne The dishes are done, I know why I killed you, baby Because you couldn't let the little things go In the basement she moans Where he buried her bones And he tells her shut up But she just Walter, 
Listening to the Almost a Nurse podcast. Okay, welcome back. I wanted to talk a little bit about what's been going on at work recently. I've been working on a surgical oncology unit. So it's basically a general surgery unit that specializes in surgical oncology. What that means is almost all of our patients get these really large procedures done in which cancers are removed surgically from their body. So we will get people who no longer have parts of their digestive system. That's pretty much the most common thing. So anything from the esophagus right down to the rectum or all of the above are removed from the bottom. And there are some crazy ass surgeries that go on. Things like the the Whipple procedure where everything is cut away and reattached and whipped around it's not called it's not called the whipple procedure because they whip things around it's actually named after someone but there's a lot of interesting procedures that go on interoperative um chemotherapy or 5fu where they open you up and in the operation they slush around chemotherapy and then they pump it into you after there's just a there's so many weird things that happen on that unit and so many weird surgeries, things that I didn't even know surgeons can do. When I was on, when they said I would be on a surgical unit, I thought, oh great, lots of uh, appendectomies, lots of cholecystectomies or gallbladder removals, lots of little procedures like this. 
So I thought, oh great, I'm in for a good summer. This is what I like. I like general surgery. This is what I want to do. Well, I had no idea what I was in for with this unit. These aren't people that come in with laparoscopic appendectomies, three little stab wounds, and are up on their feet within a day and walking around. These are people that are so sick that I am shocked that they are still alive. And we take care of them, and we get them out of there within a few weeks, sometimes a few months. It is a much longer-term unit than your average general surgery unit. So for the first month, I basically just followed a nurse around and shared their assignment and learned as much as I could. And really, one month, that's not even enough to... Uh, to even start there's so much and then after that month I'm on my own I have my own assignment for patients I'm basically doing the exact same job and they're just kind of give you the patients and then say go ahead have fun and really I wasn't prepared for it nobody I think would be it's so intense it's so busy I can't even keep up with myself I'm half the time I come home feeling satisfied thinking holy crap I can't believe how much work today I had to do today, how sick my patients were, and I got them through the day, I got my job done, and I did it well, and I'm so proud of myself, I can't believe it, I'm becoming a nurse, I feel so confident. That's about half the time. The other half of the time, I come home depressed, practically in tears, because it was just too much for me, I didn't know what I was doing, I was confused, I didn't have time to do even an adequate job, and... I just I feel depressed and I don't know about my future in this profession and I wonder if it's right for me and I doubt myself and all I can do is pray over and over and over again that the next shift will be one of the good ones. So that's really what's up with work. I'm going back to school in I don't even know I think it's three weeks and it'll be exactly the same thing I'm doing now except I won't get paid for it. I'll be working three or four shifts on an adult acute health unit and add to that papers add to that presentations and add to that two classes I have to take one in leadership and one a senior seminar course and it's going to be a crappy crappy semester I'm going to be broke I'm going to have to work hopefully a couple shifts a week at the hospital in my current job just to make it up and I'm going to be so stressed I'm going to be to the breaking point and I should just stop thinking about it because really I'm getting knots in my stomach already just thinking about it. So I think I'm going to move on because I don't want to think about work anymore. And you know, a human being should not have to work in conditions where they get nauseous and knots in their stomach before going to work because they find work not so much stressful, but scary. The work is scary. The coworkers are scary. Everything about the job is scary, and I just don't think that's right. Anyways, I think I'm going to end it there because now I'm feeling depressed again. So I'm going to play one last song for everybody. Here you go. It's called Stay Up All Night by Hellbus. Have a good day.